Yeah. Give me them digits, I'ma call you baby. Nine one six four one five five one. Oh yeah. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, this your boy Ryan Banks, and this is another episode of Curated Vibes. I'm actually gonna pass this over to Grimy and let him do the introduction today, cause this is his boy, his friend, and his confidant that we interviewing today. Go ahead, Grimy. Fucking brother. Listen, this goes without saying. This is one of the uh, more prolific people walking around the city of Sacramento right now. You have the CEO and head trainer of Line Athletics, Mr. Bun Baker, Cake Maker, a.k.a. your baby daddy's yes. favorite trainer, Woo. Clifford yes. Hutchinson. Yes. Talk that shit. Hello. Welcome to the show, big dog. Oh, Welcome man, to I, the show. Man, I appreciate it, man. I'm glad to be here. Hey, it's amazing. Before we get rolling, though, we can't do it without introducing our boy over here. It's all good. Uh, I'm still here. Oh, you know no, what? Hey, I'm still here. I feel, like I, heard, I feel like I heard you do the introduction you know for us, and you want to be introduced. That's how it goes. It's all good. Nice. I apologize. I owe you a hug after the show. It's all good. I owe you a hug. Out before. Not today. <laughs> Not today, baby. I owe baby. you a hug after the show, bro. It's all good. I don't want it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so listen, so uh, Cliff, talk to us. Tell us about your profession and what you do. Man, I'm a personal trainer, man, and I'm a coach. You know, I work hands-on with people in the community. I've been training now for six years. I got my own facility. I mean, I've been blessed with the support of the people out here in the Sacramento area, man, and I love what I do. You know, my passion pushes me, and, and people show up, man. We train uh, weightlifting, cardio, calisthenics. Mm -hmm. I mean, my background's in track and field and in football. So, I mean, I'm training women, kids, men, um, I just love it, man, and, and, and it's been great because it's been growing organically. Yeah. You know, the relationships with the people, mm -hmm. uh, the way they're responding to the training. I mean, it's all preparatory, you know, it's mental, it's physical, it's spiritual. Uh -huh. So it's just been, it's been good, man. What I do is I coach, you know, I train. I am a fitness coach, I'm a wellness coach, I'm a nutritions coach, uh, I'm a personal trainer, you know, and that's what I do. So you do everything. Yeah. You know, one of the things I want to, you know, let the people know about is like we've been a, we've been blessed to watch your growth from you know the beginning. Like you know, I remember you were giving out free workouts at the park. You know, like like talk yes. on that a little bit. I mean, I think for me, I knew what my talents were because I had saw other people in the industry doing well at coaching basic things. I knew being at a college level, I was doing drills and doing movements that were just highly advanced. And I had studied this because I had been training since I was like seven years old playing sports. So I knew I had just an array of knowledge. So for me, it's giving back. And when I started my business, I knew I had to establish uh, that rapport with my people. And the first time I did a class, I had three people. One was my, my wife. It was her friend, and then someone else came and patronized me. The next time I had a class, no one showed up. So in the beginning, it, it was a process yeah. of connecting and getting it together. So I knew that I didn't have any experience, didn't have any clients, didn't even have a brand. Yeah. I had to give all that I could, and I couldn't ask for anything else other than the support, and I started to get it one yeah. after another. So so being being in the park, training like that, 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 that was my... That was my start to what you see now. So what were you doing beforehand to, to get into fitness and wellness and everything like that? Like, what you what was you doing before all that blossoming got to where you I was? Uh, I was working at Macy's. If you've been to Arden Fair Mall, uh, <laughs> you was walking past the women's shoe section, trying to get into the mall, and you'd probably pass through me because you see me right over there at the watch section. I worked yep. there, and that meticulous type of work where I have to change out uh, links and, and bands and batteries and sell different pieces. It just got to be really intricate. 
customer service was the key. Professionalism was the key. Dressing for the job that you want, not the job you have. And, and just that whole understanding that the client comes first, the customer comes first, that was beat into me. I worked there for five years. Ooh. So that, that's what I had. And then after that, I was blessed to be a vendor and a merchandiser for G-Shock. So that's why I'm rocking the G-Shocks. I mean, for me, I couldn't afford this watch, and I was selling this watch, and then the company hired me. Yeah. And then I became a brand ambassador and representative and merchandiser for 71 stores all within the West Coast area. That's so right. that whole deal prepped me because then I had to be on the move free, creating my schedule, creating my whereabouts, uh, answering really to no one but one person. So that kind of taught me to be autonomous and, you know, how to be self-sufficient. Yeah. So that was kind of my transition, working for somebody, kind of working for myself and then, you know, taking up what I what I did all my life which so, is so training. Pick, oh wait, go ahead, Robert, you I was going to say even taking a step before that if you want to rewind the tape a little bit more tell them what you was doing. Oh man. Dude, see I, this right here, camera? You see this right here? Oh, you see this right here? Yeah. Oh, that boy we came was prepared. The fur fly. He got hey. props. We was letting hey. the fur fly. That's 2006 Shrine Bowl champions. Okay. Me and Cliff shared a locker room for two years and this is where I really met this guy and really became we really became good friends because Something about football that brings people together is you guys have this camaraderie of like stuff y'all go through. And I watched this man turn into like take what we what we got from football and mold it into something of his own. Because I see the work ethic, I see the consistency, I see the accountability, the same things we had to follow. You're not just somebody who just walked into this game and just like, I wanna train people and just start trying to train people. Like you were built to train people. Man, I love this stuff so much because when I was doing it, the process is what made me better. So as a wide receiver, I had to catch 100 balls after practice to be better at catching. I had to run 100 routes. I had to lift more weights. You know, the thing about people that was talented in my, in my field was that you had that God-given or you had to work for it. So for me, I had to work for it. So City College was the proving ground because everybody that was there was highly talented. And we got people that come from places where they was showing out in ways where you had to bring it every day. Absolutely. So that competition level, it taught me to really be an animal like that. You know what I'm saying? And City College built 52 relationships with men that I've been, you know, knowing for over 15 plus years. I think that bond when you dedicate yourself to something and you sacrifice yourself for something, you really like, everything else is just kind of shit. Yeah. And you guys really get to see each other for who you are and that's the connection. Cause y'all bleeding for the same purpose, y'all going for the same goal, no and then it's just like y'all connect. So, being this man, we 17 years in, you know what I'm saying? Because of the same purpose that we signed up for. Strong to side. To be better. You know what I'm Weak so. side. Strong yeah. side. Strong side. <laughs> I be yelling at the people be doing Denzel lines and stuff when I, yeah. when I can. My voice doesn't work all the time. Sometimes. Hey, so look, so look, uh, moving the timeline a little bit more forward again, the savagery it takes to quit your job and start your own business. Wait a minute, oh, wait a minute. What's the oh word you just said? You're rolling that back. What the word you just said? The what it The savagery. The savagery? Did I get it off right? No. Is that a word? Hey, we'll, hey, we'll fact check it later. The cojones. The cojones. The cojones. The cojones. Savagery. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, you like that one. I'm about to get that tattoo. Okay. Okay. Right here. <laughs> <laughs> but, but look, 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 look. No, no legitly, though, you, you say you worked five years at Macy's. 
to get that position with G-Shock. Yes. And then you turned around and walked away from it to start your own business. That And you got a family. Yes. You know, like, that's, that's cold nights. I think it was what I saw when I, so I, I, I arrived to training, you know, young, and I'm at self-made training facility. It's 31 other trainers, right? 31 they, trainers. They're pulling up with uh, Lexuses and BMWs, Bentleys, Lamborghinis. I mean, cars, I can only the see. The trainers? Trainers. Yeah, I know a couple trainers that got a couple Now, of when I'm seeing this, my Yaris had a conveyor belt that made a noise when I pulled up and pulled off. And I had probably over 200,000 miles on it. I'm pulling this in, parking next to these. <laughs> the rent at the time, you know, it was $700. And I'm scratching my head thinking like, ain't no way. Mm-hmm. These guys got clients where they're charging $3,000 for a month. And you got to sign a contract, and if you don't pay, you're going to pay anyway. Yeah. I'm thinking about these dudes are smooth. Come, go, leave, or stay, it don't matter. They're getting paid anyway. They was playing it different. Yeah. So I saw something, and I saw an opportunity. None of them knew how to train. Damn. So what I saw is I saw that void. Their business skills, their marketing skills, their branding skills was superior. Yeah. Like superior. But that part of like authenticity, that like organic connection to the people and really knowing what you're talking about, it kind of missed a little bit. So, so they was missing that trench work. I think that's what it was. So yeah. for me, I had always been a person of the process. I had always uh, built that in for me. So when I had came to a point where I had saw my dreams and my visions growing beyond what I was able to sustain because I had a responsibility outside of my business. Mm-hmm. The responsibility outside of my business was my job. So yeah. that was providing my means. But these people were showing me and my mentors were showing me the cap, like how, how it wasn't there. Like there was this endless opportunity for potential. So you could do what you're doing now or you could do three times that, 10 times that, yeah. based on your time, your approach and your effort. So I think for me, I'm sitting there on a balcony in San Diego with a partner at his wedding, and I made the decision at that time to say, you know what, I'm gonna step off the porch, and I'm just gonna take on the full responsibility of having to figure it out. Yeah. And I feel like with my relationship with God, my family, my connection to my wife, because she supports me like no other, Yeah. I knew that it was gonna work itself out, and man, man did it. So it's funny you say jump off the porch, yeah. or step off the porch, you literally, when COVID hit, set up the gym in your backyard, right? I had to, man, because I was training as an independent contractor. So when I started, that's the game. You know, you pay a space. It's like being a barber. You learn how to cut. You get your license. You go to a stool. You pay that. You know what I'm saying? Now mm-hmm. you can do your deal. You get your clients. You name your price. You got your brand. But you had another shop. You don't own the space. Yeah. So that works for trainers. Okay. People got gyms. Uh-huh. They got the equipment laid out and all that. You could pay your little fee, come in. And you could do your thing. It's ideal. Yeah. You got one payment that you got to pay, and you can essentially gross yourself beyond whatever you're doing. So it's amazing. Yeah. So, like, I automatically saw that opportunity and said, yeah, it's it's happening. It's happening. Man, the man backyard was was crazy. It literally had laid turf, tent. Weights, oh, we talking had about the Olympic weights, had, every, had everything to the tenor that you wouldn't expect to see in the backyard. Yeah, like that's it looked one, like a legit gym. I think it was super legit, and that's one thing I always got to talk about too. Is like you know when you put all your effort into something and you don't have asset, you're gonna get the immediate results, and that then makes your clientele believe in you too. Is the backyard so when like they walk that? Walk in the backyard. 
Yeah, I mean, what it was is at the time, I'm training, right? I got my independent contract. I'm training. Everything is going great. Nothing is a problem. Pandemic happened. The odor in the gym said it's shut down. You can't come back. I'm calling them. I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm trying. And for me, I had clients. I had to service. I had to help them. So the opportunity was simple. It was what I already started with. You said, remember when you did the free workouts? Free workouts came from the park. What's available? The park. Mm-hmm. So I went back to what I started with. And that's what got me where I, you know what I'm saying, how I got to the next level. Yeah. Went back to the park. I, I simplified it. I, I made it available. I changed my locations up. I made it convenient. And the thing about it is I kept my research up. So I'm sanitizing. I'm disinfecting. We got masks. We, we here. We're there. We're, we're just making sure we're compliant. And at a time that I'm training to provide a service for people where I'm really helping them out, it was something that I couldn't be doing because the pandemic told me I couldn't even go outside. Ooh. So I got these people telling me that they want to train. Think about that type of support. Yeah. You got legal obligations to stay home. You yeah. got mandatory, what is it like? Uh, I definitely pulled up in the panorama. You know what I'm talking about? Like, like you, you got you got to be home by a certain time and all this different Curfews. type of thing. Curfews. You said the panoramic? Yeah, yeah the I, pulled panoramic. Up, I pulled up so, in the panoramic in athletics and started my journey. So the the whole ability to do yeah, something. Fair I started training in the park, and I told the people that I was training, I said, man, if you guys really want to do something better, because I come from the gym, I think I could do something in my backyard. Yeah. And, and so the few selected people that supported me, they came. Started with like three, then five, then maybe about ten, and I was very selective. Mm-hmm. And then when I saw the opportunity, man, we was back there in the dirt. We talk about Oak Park on 7th Avenue. We in Hello? the dirt. And we back there grinding. And these people are showing me that they're down to just rock with me during this process. Anywhere. I gave my, I gave my, my, my toe, my, my knee, I gave it all. I gave yeah. everything. And that's that blossom. Because they believed in it, I believed in it, and then it was working. Yeah. So after that, the people saw it. And it worked, man, for two years straight throughout the entire pandemic. Corona, Omicron, whatever you call it, whatever, we were clear. We didn't have any cases. We didn't have anybody as a relation to being contacted in the facility. Mm-hmm. Getting that. That's lit as hell. So we were able to keep it clean, janitorial services, disinfecting. Man, we was wiping down Lysol. I think Lysol owed me a sponsorship. Lysol, you owe me a sponsorship. Hey, Shout out to uh, Lysol. You know what I'm saying? Clorox, so, <laughs> you owe me a sponsorship. Cliff so White's coming like, soon. Yeah. Cliff White's you know coming soon. Cliff White's. Lion White's. Put some girl in your clean. Clean like a lion. Clean like a lion. Yo, so then, you know, everything's going well. You see how, you know, COVID worked in your favor. Because, you know, I've seen a lot of people wanting something to do during COVID. And getting your health intact is, is, is a beautiful idea and a beautiful decision. And life hits you another curveball. That nasty-ass storm comes through, takes out the tent, takes out the weights and everything. And being who you are, you know, how did that feel and how did you respond? Wait, 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 wait. What happened now? A storm came through? We, we had that nasty it? storm yeah, that came in Sacramento. What was yeah. it? Uh, I can't remember the date. I, I know what you want. It was supposed to be oh, like one the was like storm it was flooding and everything like that. And that, and that wind big, came through. Yeah, I remember that. It was ugly. Yeah, You have to be prepared. And you always plan for the storm, for the rain. You know, like the rain check, right? So for me, I had already had a facility. And I had already had a gym. But I, I hadn't opened it yet. I hadn't 
display the check. And the facility I had in my backyard was working and people were showing up and it was consistency and it was just, we were doing so well. So I had began, think about this, I'm at home. I wake up, I go to my backyard, clients is running through into my backyard and I'm training them. I gotta take a break, I go inside the house. <laughs> I come outside the house, I train again. I'm in a plush situation. <laughs> so it just like, in that, in that moment, I was comfortable. And I think when you want to strive for more, a lot of the comforts get stripped from you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And when you claim to be ready, claim to be fit and wanting to take on challenges, well, well, guess what? Challenges will come. So it was storms before that, rain before that. I even paid for reinforcement of the tent. That day tore the whole thing down. Damn. And it happened right at a segue, which was at the beginning of the month, where I can actually transition. Within a night, we were able to take the equipment out, put it in a U-Haul, and take it to the facility. Take the equipment out the U-Haul and put it in the gym, and then clients showed up and cleaned all the equipment and placed it in the facility. Damn. Not only did they help paint the walls, help set the flooring, but they brought the equipment from the old space, cleaned it, and placed it. That's lit. So you and got clients for built life. It for life, man. Yeah. And I, that's huge. Like, business for me is yeah. that. It's organic because those are my friends, those are my confidants. And I think that's what makes me different is there's a personable touch. And in business, you have to be automated. You have to be efficient in that way. So professionalism means that you're like this. But for me, people don't respond to that they respond to me yeah yeah it's and all those personal connections you build so that's been key for me and i've even tried things in business to do that or it don't work that way i have to be there be present and and i've always been that and i enjoy that yeah because i know that when i talk to you it's organic i know when you show up it's organic do you feel like you finally found that thing where they say you know find find something you love and you'll never work another day yes this is it I truly feel like that. And I used to like catching footballs and running routes and doing push-ups and training. You do remind me of a Larry Fitzgerald. Thank you. Listen, listen. Nice. Look at me. Look at me. Nice. Thank you. Nice. Look Just at me. saying that. Nice. Look, from across, look, across, look across the naked body and look, look at me. Look. This man Cliff was one of the coldest rock runners. Oh, damn. Was just so, was <laughs> These just niggas said I ran like a robot. Bro, it, was, it was so technical. They used to say I so ran like a let robot. Me you, let me tell you when I first met Cliff. I didn't even know Cliff. We, we out there sitting in the stands, you know, doing whatever. Cliff is out on the football field with some guy throwing them balls. And we like, who is this nigga out here? Like, it was spring. So this is when niggas pulling oh, up. Oh, yeah. I, I know that story. Yeah. Cliff's yeah. out there running routes on the field by itself. Yeah. We're all just sitting on the bleachers because he's going to be kicking in the cafe and shit. Y'all, I don't even know if we said it or not, but Cliff's not from Sacramento. Cliff's from Stockton. Yeah, I'm from Stockton. Born so, and raised. Yeah, so he coming out here to Sacramento, not knowing nobody. Yeah. Yeah, oh, the first day I'm out in huh? Sacramento City <laughs> College, first day I'm out, I get to talk in that mess. I'm a wide receiver. I catch balls, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I come from here and there. You know, I know what's going on. Man, three niggas run up on me, man. <laughs> he runs up on me, Merv run up on me, and McCray run up on me. And we want to see what you're talking about. And these is cornerbacks. These guys play high-end positions. Wait, he was a cornerback? No. no, no, no. The other guy. No, I was like, that getting burnt every play. <laughs> hey, you see, I'm covering three. I'm in my defense. I'm in my defense. You would have thought hey, it was behind me. <laughs> you would have thought we was in a Nike. Go we beat. Was a, <laughs> we was in a Nike combine. The competitive level at that moment 
with nothing like recreationally like you know going on bro yeah. we was going crazy that is the they, hardest i've ever competed in in my life man sack when, city was different when i showed up that day i said okay first of all you can't just say anything that's one thing and second of all you better be able to do what the fuck you say you're going to do right i, I learned that day on one you. so i'm from stockton but i showed up in sack and i'm doing that you know i'm Talking my mess. This motherfucker said he from Stockton. I checked my wallet. I'm talking about that. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. They had a gold chain. You see why I got a tuck in? He a magician. Here they had a gold chain operation going on. It's no longer valid. The gold chain operation is no longer valid. We're safe in this area code, in this jurisdiction. Oh, man. Shit. Now, keep going. Yeah, man. we say, I mean, you know, what, what I love about Stockton is that we're, we're like 35, 45 minutes away from SAC, but we look at SAC like L.A. or Frisco. Because when we out there, I'm telling you, man, the opportunities, you have to be so innovative and so creative, and you have to, like, take uh, what you have access to mm -hmm. and, like, multiply it in ways where others may have access to greater things, but they don't have the creative genius to do that. So you got a bunch of geniuses in Stockton with small resources another receiver from stockton dom howard shout out to dom let's Howell. talk about the a mobile bus with weights on it was yes. driving and pulling up on people in the short bus. let's talk about cinnabon sundays cinnabon sundays with the buns, cinnabons training girls on sundays like what's wait, in the wait, water wait, 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 yeah, wait, yeah, wait. we're not yeah. running by that Hold yeah on. Oh, I'm, about to, I'm about to go ahead Cinnabon Sundays. Can I? Can we get some information on that? We don't have to invite Dom to a show. What's just... amazing about this young man is that I saw him see avenues in business. So the 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 bus he had was a, like a party bus, right? Mm -hmm. And he had that going at a business, had partners and everything. But he owns the bus. And then I see him, you know, want to do the mobile barber shop with the lounge and all. This is prior to me seeing any of this on TikTok. None of this is going on. Yeah. Next thing I know, he converts the entire bus to a fitness facility. God damn. It was pulling up on people. And then would pull up Bring and your ass create outside. the gym. <laughs> at the I'm spot. At the spot. Pump your horn. Leg day. <laughs> outside and then come in the bus, full layout. And that's the thing about our makeup is that, you know, this man went to Lincoln, I went to Stag. I think that's like going to, let me create, that might be like Encina versus going to like Jesuit. I know, right? That's That's McDonald's and Roof Crew. Yeah, exactly. so like <laughs> when I see when I I mean it's one of them things where in high school you go to their games. You remember that? Yeah, like yeah, on Fridays yeah. you go to other yeah. schools' games. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I went to Dom's games when I was in high school because we weren't doing good. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably why I got to do so good. <laughs> I'm telling you, we was we was 0 and 10, not 10 or no. You know, everybody talk about undefeated and all that. Nah, you flipped the script. You said we was, was defeated <laughs> countless times. You know that one team where you know, like, okay, they're a lot like us. We got a chance. Damn. So the last, so the next year, guess what? One and nine. Okay, talk That's your it, shit. Right. One game at a time. So when I came out of high school, I go into college, man. Everybody got championships. Everybody got sectional. Uh, you know what I'm saying? They all American and they're, they're, they're everything, man. Honorable mention, your boy, yeah. We got three wins total. 
in high school. But that's what put the dog in you. That's and what that, makes yeah, it work. Actually, actually, I was going to ask yeah. that. So, do you feel like the the struggles throughout high school like gave you the the drive that you have currently? Oh, absolutely. You know they say you're born with the sauce. Yeah, I had to. You know, I had you to, had to go uh, get absorb that. the condiments. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> These brothers out there in Stockton are tremendous. Yeah. <laughs> and it was just that that chance to be a part of something where I knew I had to prepare. So practicing and training and preparing that's that's what it was man because that's that's ultimately what it is man when you have a natural talent and you're great at something you have that ability and when you when you're given an opportunity to work on that talent that's just your responsibility you may not have that natural talent but you have the chance to work on it and to develop it so I knew like just through training and that's what it is it's progressive development so you incrementally get better just with doing the same thing consistently so, so if I do that, I'll get better. If I take 100 shots, I, I might be better at free throws. Right. Repetition got, is the father of learning. I got better at free throws. <laughs> hey, so look, one of the things I wanted to touch on, too, is that, you know, majority, would you say about like 90% of your clients are women? Yes. Okay, so in this field, can you tell the young fellas out there how to stay focused and not get distracted from oh your bag? Oh, my God. Because I feel like that's one of the biggest things I'm always trying to teach the young dudes is that. Stop trying to have sex with all your, with all your yeah, clients. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, it, it, you got to be able to separate business from pleasure. But to them, that sounds cliche. You know, like, they, they don't understand that. They use women for motivation. I think you that. guys are going are gonna to see that where I go, it's going to make sense. But I may get it off topic for a second. Yeah, take your so, time. Hey, I ain't so, got your shit. We got it. I had, a, uh, I had a drum instructor back in the day. His name was uh, Brother Tayimba. And I, he taught me West African drumming. And when we were uh, doing our drum class, uh, the djembe, it, it's a drum. You know, it, you hold it here. You play it with your hands if you've ever seen it, right? Play it here. And it's the drum in itself, instrument-wise, is a female because it has a hole in it. The energy goes through, you know, the drum and into the earth and then into the dancer, right? So the dancer, you know, is a woman. The lead drummer is a male. That masculine energy goes out the drum and it goes into the female dancer. So in African culture, the drummer hit a beat. And the woman has to correspond her feet work with the drum beat. So it's moving in, in coincide. Okay. So there's a leadership to the rhythm, and then that kind of, you know, allows the dance to follow. Mm-hmm. So my instructor said, you know, there's one rule in this: never fuck the dancers. <laughs> Wait a minute. And when he said that, he led with that. No, he finished with that. But <laughs> what he said was no pun intended. What he said was, <laughs> what he said was, is that if you decide, because this is the thing. The energy that goes to the drum is masculine energy, and the energy that goes into the woman, it's now her taking that energy on and moving as a relation to that energy. So who's in control? The man. So you're able to change your rhythm pattern to higher to lower, and she matches your your beat. If you go as fast as you can, well, guess what? The feet got to do that too. Mm -hmm. So that relationship to call to action is right there. What he told me is not to fuck the dancers because that signal begins it gets convoluted and now the lead drummer begins to go from pop 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 to pop 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 and now the dancer is like well i really don't feel like it today yeah i think i'm not really into it that much so he said the relationship to the music begins to lose its 
it's it's call and response. And this is African ancestralism. This comes from where we're from. So never fuck the dancers. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I've had and many girls ask me, like, oh, you know, uh, you know any trainers that went gonna have ain't gonna try to have sex with me? I was like, you need to go holler at my boy Cliff at Lion Legs. Are you sure? I was like, it's a married man with children and a family. We're, it's work, an over-sexualized industry. Yeah, I need absolutely. you to talk about that because <laughs> yeah. this is real. Yeah. This industry is is it it is that. Well, so well, I think the biggest you said over-sexualized. I mean, we all know that sex sells. You know, especially when you're trying to market something. You know, the the thing that I think jumps out at me whenever I see trainers, you know, advertising their business, they get the curviest chick with the prettiest body, and they do a whole video around her. You know, doing some <laughs> bullshit ass workouts. <laughs> And no she damn got her well. body from Amazon. Hey, she went and got that from Dr. Amazon. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, <laughs> I mean, we're just keeping it real. So, I mean, like, you know, it's very over-sexualized, but, you know, it it's a fact. Sex sells. So, like, how do you get around that? You know, I feel like me personally looking at you from the outside, and I think the moment you had that conversation, you know, you're very, very motivating. You know, you don't have to sell the sex, but not everybody has that gift. Right. Yeah. So you know what I mean? Like I so how do you feel about the over sexualization of your field? Man, I think the the position I'm put in is is easy enough because I have an incredible partner. My wife is amazing. We've been married, you know, for over twelve years. We've been together over sixteen years. So the fact that she has the support that she has for me is all the fuel that I need to make sure that I have that professional focus in line. My background and what I've done in the you know corporate industry mm-hmm. kind of bred me for that. Okay, but that's just how I respond to it. The thing about it is we're working with physical bodies, yeah. so you're gonna have women that are sweating. You're gonna have environments that are close that are intimate. You're gonna mm-hmm. have to be hands on. You're gonna have to be close again in proximity to how you're talking, how you're how you're interacting, and these relationships between you and your client have to be comfortable yeah the environment has to be judge free the environment has to feel safe Mm -hmm. and when you're dealing with women they're already over sexualized as is okay and that's just based on what they're dealing with in social media or anything else and those are industries outside of what i'm doing yeah what we do is we just project that which is what's already projected through fashion or or you know film or what have you Mm -hmm. So we take on those elements in what we do, but it's no more than what's already created. So the, so the Instagram models know when they come and see you, you kicking their ass. At the end of the day, I'm a football trainer and a track and field athlete, so I'm going to prepare you for something that's not here yet. That's a season that you ain't been a part of. Ooh. That's a game you haven't played. That's a championship you haven't even gained access or earned yet. That's a goddamn branch that fall in the middle of the street on J Street. You decide to go help pull that motherfucker off the way. Let's way. talk I was, about it. I was then. directing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey. No. Yeah. We was we was there. I, I went congratulating him after, bro. I went and pulled that branch off the way with the people. I went and sat down and just like was kind of breathing. And then like a minute later, I felt like I didn't even touch a branch. I walked over to him immediately, like, bro, this is your fault. And this is the thing, man. Like you don't train for. Real your life. your physique and and that's and that's going to be controversial because everybody wants results. Everyone wants the but beach muscles. You're training for your mind because yeah. if your physique is what you're going for, then that's 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 not the aim in which you want to start with. You mm-hmm. want to start with progressions in your function. You want to start with getting better at showing up and and lifting more, running more, whatever that is. So when you talk about this industry, you talk about over-sexualizing, you talk about 
what that's like with women. That, that place that we have as men is a very intimate space when we have a professional um, like obligation. And that obligation is to provide a service. My service may be to be hands-on. Yeah. If my profession requires me to do that service, then it starts and stops at that service. Okay. So for me, it was very clear. When it comes to whatever the industry presents, that doesn't matter. I could train booties, train baby moms, train waistlines. I can emphasize butts. Yeah. I can emphasize glutes. Mm -hmm. But my purpose and my aim is towards their angle, not mine. Okay. Because even though I see what they have or created, yeah. that's not of my ambitions. Okay. My ambitions is to go beyond what I have now and build a larger place to give more support to the people that support me. Yeah. So I think for me, that was a clear, like I told you before, embezzlement. You don't take from your company. Big the majority of my clients are female and I love them clearly. So in this space, we respect them, we give them safe avenues to train. Mm -hmm. And when they see that and they hear about that, my circle, hey, you know women in Sacramento. <laughs> They're gonna talk to each other. <laughs> How is it? How does it make you feel? Are you does safe? Do this? Yeah. Boop yeah. bop in the third. This yeah. is five years running. Check my resume, boo. We good. We Check clear. my resume, it no, boo. It ain't no, Check my resume, no boo. It makes sense I, though because when you're training women, hey, can I use that's when they're most vulnerable. Hey, can I use that, Cliff? I mean, that's gonna be on the Instagram. I mean, yeah, I mean, you know, that's gonna be, I, check my resume, I'm just, boo. I'm just saying, we, you have to know that you're in an area where that's part of the game. If you decide to take advantage of that, yeah. I mean, I look at it with pop Warner coaches that decide to take money from parents where they know that their kids need more development. Ooh, talk your shit. Ooh. So don't just take money for money's sake. In the words of KZ, get your shit off. It's not about that, man. Like just <laughs> if if you're doing it for wealth, in relation to wellness then you'll get whatever you got coming for you. Mm -hmm. And the people you got coming to you, you take care of them, big, small, green, blue, in between, whatever. And that's part of it. Like, the body types will be what it is. But yeah, man, we're just, we're giving them good So stuff. to jump in there real quick, so like, I, I'm listening to what you're saying. When you, when you, get, when a brand new client presents themselves to you, do you listen to what they're saying? And like, okay, this is their goals, this is what they want. Or do you look at them like a piece of clay and be like, okay, I can see that they need more leg strength here. They're not better yet. They're not disciplined mentally enough. So I'm gonna push their limits until they until I make them quit. And that's that's like two different questions. Yeah. I think the first thing I do is I evaluate the person and see what their character is okay. as far as like their ability to try, give up, attempt, their effort, their approach, their attitude. Because I want to see what their heart is, what their mind makeup is. Yeah. Because it's easier to train an individual that has a drive without technique and form and strength than it is someone that's super strong naturally that has no discipline. Ooh. And I've been in both places. Yeah. You know, I've trained in inner city schools where you got kids that could jump out the gym and run faster than a cheetah or a horse. <clears throat> but yet when it comes to discipline academically or just consistency zero. within attendance, it's zero. Yeah. It's one or the other. It's one or the other, but then you got people that can't squat a lick or, or lunge uh, two feet in front of them, but mm -hmm. they will fight for you yeah. day in and day out Never because quit. they believe in what you're providing. Yeah. Those have been my people. So it's it's been an easy call to, to go into them and, and just pour that because they're, they love my, my range of trying to help them. 
one of the things I love about you is I feel like you really care and love what you do. Does it ever bother you when you care more than the client? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it does. It, it, it does because other trainers in this industry have a a need for the funds mm -hmm. and they want to, like you said, take advantage of what they get as yeah. far as the access to women, the access to that. So that's their payout. Yeah. For me, if I'm talking to you every day, if I'm building with you every day, I'm, I'm creating a relationship where I'm understanding what your needs are. Mm -hmm. And my obligation as a trainer within my profession is to provide those needs from a physical point, from a health point. So I'm looking to give you all the resources necessary. Yeah. You got how to eat, when to eat, when to show up, classes, this, that, and the third. I've not always had those things. So guess what people have told me at the time when I was starting? What's that? I would do much better if you had access to this, if you knew about this mm -hmm. or knew about that. So I said, okay, I'm sorry, I'm just starting. I'll yeah. try. So now I give it to the people Sometimes they do it, sometimes they don't. So for me, I'm learning, like, if they support you and they show up and they enjoy what you're doing, that's part of it. If they subscribe and they bite in or bite down, that's a different type of animal. Yeah. In business, you're going to have people that just enjoy what you do mm -hmm. and want to stay around and be a part of the collective, and that's okay. They have a purpose and a role. You got other people that... that, that kind of subscribe to what you're putting out yeah those are your animals are there any times that you turn a client down you know say the physical limit limitations or you know say she's pregnant you know you like nah, i don't know you know that's no that's man we we've we've had successfully four there. we have four babies <laughs> five babies come out of the cage man and when i say that let's <laughs> say respectfully cubs. let's be Little clear cubs. respectfully the first trimester with women, man, is so difficult because it's sensitive. So me, it's an OBGYN, it's a doctor, it's appointments. That's easy. Go to your doctor, get your clearance. Don't even talk to me. If you're already physical, you run a mile and then you get pregnant, you can continue running miles. Yeah. If you're a super weightlifter, Olympic style snatcher, thrower, you could do that. All right. You could do that. Soul when you, you could do that when you're pregnant. Mm -hmm. But the thing about it is if if someone walks through the door because again it goes back to the beginning where is your experience where do you arrive i arrive from the park well where do they arrive with the lambo at the gym so now i have to prove myself yeah i realize what my sacrifice is to the game and i know that i have to put my time in to do what's necessary for my community and i don't mind that that's my purpose because i know what i have that i've gained for the last 20 years is for, is for someone else, so I'm giving that back. My true passion and goal is to work with athletes at a high level, okay. collegiate athletes at a division one level, people that are preparing for professional sports or professional athletes. Yeah, I love elite physical beings. Have you worked with any uh, athletes or anything like that? Come me, on. I mean, I do. nigga, chill, me, chill, chill, me, chill. Yeah. Sorry. I've been working me? with. Sir. Like I said before, have you worked with athletes? <laughs> Look at it. Let's talk about it. <laughs> nah, that was, man. That was for the introduction. Now, now I want that hug later. Yeah. <laughs> payback is a motherfucker on this joint. Pop Warner High School. Stuck it in and twisted it. College. <laughs> Pause. I cut me in this bitch. <laughs> My first client, man, my first client was a, was a quarterback in high school, got a scholarship to a college as a wide receiver. 
had less than six weeks to prepare, and I had never trained nobody. Mm. He had to get an opportunity to go. He went to, he went to Idaho, and when he went, he showed up in his position and got a starting job. So what I was able to do at that point was Success. work with somebody off of the rip. His mom saw me and said, hey, you used to play football, right? I said, yeah, back in the day. She said, you could train my son. He need help. I said, I guess. <laughs> I don't do this, really. Bet. I ain't even charging. Yeah, bet. We show up to Natomas High School, and, the, uh, and we get to training. And when I see him, it's just I'm trying things. I'm working on things. And it, it's, it's having an effect. And I knew then that I had a passion for working with people that had the same drive that I had when I was an athlete. Because I knew the aspects that I worked on in camps where they said, okay, you run like this, Cliff. You're gonna have to run. Uh -huh. And then the mechanics. And they, they gave me stuff that was simple to put into play. So man, it, it was just, and then what you guys don't know is that my dad was a boxing coach. I knew that. My dad, your hands. my dad was a boxing coach at the Boys and Girls Club in Stockton for okay. over for 13 years. And when you I grew get, up, you gotta learn how to fight out there. We talking, <laughs> you know, diapers. Yeah. In the in the gym where they're punching, jumping rope, ain't no music going on, ain't no TikTok, Instagram. It's the '90s. They, they moving around, and that that energy, that that beast. You know, I played basketball, football, boxed, wrestled, karate. Ooh. It was all of it, man. And that's kind of my makeup. Yeah. My dad was a fighter when I was a, you know, in my mom. Yeah. So I came out like that. That's lit as hell. So line I call athletics. Him, bro, I call him a Power Ranger all the time. Power Ranger. Be in the middle of a workout, I know where he'll just come in and just do like a backflip over something and then squat something and then walk oh away. Say, so this nigga ain't warmed up not once. Where the hell does this nigga just come from? Yeah. I'm over here sweating, well, engulfed in, in fatigue, <laughs> exhausted. Well, let's talk about Grimy, though, man. When, no. uh, grimy, man, when, I, when I'm seeing my mans, he on the staircase by himself. This is dedication that goes beyond motivation because you got to motivate yourself. When you're dedicated to your own purpose, you don't need nobody telling you to get up. You're yeah. going to get up on your own. Thanks. And I'm watching this man get up on his own, hit the staircase faithfully. And I'm a coach. I got to text people to show up to, to, to class. He's doing this on his own. And I'm watching him in the process. And I said, man, and I rarely do this. You know, and I'll be on the record for this. Where I reach out and tell somebody, hey, I see you. I want you to come over here. But I told this man, I said, man, I see what you're doing, man. And I want you over here because that type of drive is what is going to give you your results. It's going to give you, you talking your... about those stairs up by city? Yeah. Yeah, I went over there with him once. Yeah. You know what Banks pulled up one time with me. <laughs> Bruh. Banks pulled up hey. one time with me. Did he kill you? <laughs> Nigga. <laughs> yeah. I was in Chipotle like this. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't even order my food. I had to like write it down and send it up there. Boy. The legs were done. And he did you. that because we ain't had access to the whole stadium. Yeah, yeah. I was trying to hit the whole Let, stadium. If he would have got you inside, nah. oh, young man, it'd have been the whole said, horseshoe. We said, eat that shoe, bro. That shit was cool. That was easy work. Easy work. Easy work. Messed it up. Easy it, work. it was like a little homeless person out there watching this. He was like, man, keep going, man. You yeah. got it. Yeah. I'm like, fuck you. <laughs> You're not working a day in your Sitting life. Sitting there drinking a fucking yeah. 2-11 while we out here You can dying. do it, man. You gotta get your knees done, man. You can do it. <laughs> no, but, but, back to, but back to you training, uh, I guess since it's called Lion Athletics, the Cubs to come Lions. 
has anyone in your clients that you train became a trainer themselves? That's or? the question I was about to ask. Ooh, I'm glad you said that. Toxic. Here we come. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna yeah. let, I'm gonna let I'm you answer. Gonna, I got a follow up question. That's a good question. Today. I like that. I like that. It's been it's been it's been a lot of uh, it's been a lot of brands, man, that I'm blessed to say have come from the Lion Athletics uh, camp. You know what we started is a movement, and we started a village and a community. And all my clients, when they when they began, I told them there's a bigger picture than what you're a part of now. Mm-hmm. You might see what you see, but there's a bigger picture. So when you get when you sign up, you're signing up for us doing more and and when i was given an opportunity to learn about this industry and some could say i was good or bad but somebody set me down and this man was donnie and and i appreciate him for life and he was at self-made training facility the owner of that facility and he gave me all the game two hours out of his time this man owns a whole facility could move around as he chooses took his time to talk to me, a person training for $5 in the park, don't know up from down, and he's giving me vital game. I'm talking about the type of game where he said, you want to make 2000 4000 6000 8000 or 10000 what you want to do? Mm. And let's do it $25 at a time. Let's do it $50 at a time. Let's do it $75 at a time. This many clients, this many hours, this many days a week, this is your goal. I said, wow. He gave me the blueprint and he did it for free. So I said it was my responsibility. If I get anybody that shows interest, that I will share with them what was shared with me. Mm. Anything that is worth uh, being shared should be given for free. You're ignorant now, if you the, don't share information with The people. game would say, I made a mistake because individuals could have profited, which they have, and grown as they have as a result of the knowledge that was given. Rather, uh, dues were paid or respect was given, that's neither here nor there. I've grown as a result, but the point is this, we've been doing something right enough to affect the community in Sacramento to have enough people to follow what it is we're doing or take from what it is we've created and multiply that. And this is the thing about them, they're doing a great job, but where they gained it from, where they learned it from, is what it is and we're growing that even beyond that of which we get i'm so sick of this nigga taking the high road am i the only one this motherfucker literally just gave us this long ass answer by taking the high road you michelle obama motherfucker i'm what? trying man <laughs> but they love michelle man. obama they go low we go high they love you a man and you work with women you don't have to chain you don't have to act different you still yeah. a man so the, the behaviors that I learned, the, the, the sensitivities, all that that I get from yeah. the women, they teach me and they, and, and they bless me in that way. See, but, but, but I, I still got to be a man in a sense of understanding that I, it is what it is. All I want to know is, have you ever seen anybody that you used to train, like, leave and take your blueprint and, like, use it for yeah. the forces of oh, evil? Oh, 100%. Like, using it like the forces see? of evil. Oh, 100%. Fuck that high road 100%. shit. Yeah. 100%. Still in the blueprint. But yeah. you know what's so interesting about that? <laughs> Is my motherfucking mentor told me that happen. you know you're supposed to be better than the, your your ability to be imitated? Mm. Because if you can be imitated, then you're Origin. not even good enough. Mm. Original, often imitated, never original. That means you're Hello. simple enough for a simple individual to follow what you're doing. Yeah. If the complexity, simpletons. if the intricacy, 
if if the experience, if the eliteness is there, it will show through. So nobody, if anybody like that tries, will only be a copy or a duplicate. And at the end of the day, you know that the sauce you're putting out is of original source. That's how. And my my dad made a sauce. It was called Not Your Mama Sauce. Mm. And I didn't know the ingredients. I still don't know the ingredients. But everybody got a special sauce. Yeah. Mm. So I know my sauce tastes good. And if you if See? you sit in the kitchen, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and we talked about this, yeah. with your grandmama, and you fry chicken next to your grandmama while she frying chicken with the flour and the seasoning and the oil, guess who chicken going to taste better? Grams. Every your time. grandmama. Every time. And if you try to duplicate that chicken on your own without your grandmama, yeah. that chicken probably Grandma's cooking good. is undefeated. You're going to tell your grandmama, Mama, I tried that chicken Grandma's and I'm going to come back and I'm going to get some more chicken. Oh, good. I love it. <laughs> so, man, ain't nothing like grandma's cooking is undefeated. And I love it because it just lets me know, man, that what I set out to do, which in beginning was to help people, got something that makes sense. Yeah. I knew it made sense. I knew that it was working, mm-hmm. but obviously it, it, it is beyond that. Yeah. And people can see that. Well done, because now I get, I, I get to see, okay, that idea, that, that premise that, I, that wasn't here before, it's really something. See, and that's what I wanted to hear. That, that's, that's all I needed right there. But, I, I needed you to talk your shit a little bit. I'm sorry. Because it, it's people like you that keep other people honest. You know what I mean? Like, they can come steal your shit, but they know where they got that from. You know, they can go front with that, that shit, but they know where they got And it at from. the end of the day, they have to understand, too, that it comes down for rep for rep, for training for training. This is 25 years built in. This is not six months adopted. This is not Instagram or social media made. Talk your this shit. is something that I've been doing without cameras, without witness. This is something I've built in myself. I broke my body down and rebuilt my body. If you're not willing to sacrifice that, then I already know what your aim is, and that's okay. Because you have a role, and that role may be to even draw more interest to what I'm doing anyway, because people can see that it's a part of what I'm doing still. And that's me talking shit, but I, I, I regress. <laughs> have you ever thought about having online classes too, or do you already have online classes? Well, during the pandemic, I didn't have the opportunity to train people that were uncomfortable with their exposure. Uh-huh. So I created virtual classes, and I trained on Zoom for over a year. And that's how I sustained my business to build the facility. So Zoom training. Shout out to Zoom. I didn't even have that opportunity before. And I was doing that for over a year. So I had clients coming in and say, yeah, there's, there's no way I'm training at your house. I said, okay, I'm out here doing jumping jacks. And I told myself, I said, you'll never be the Billy Blanks trainer. But you know Billy Blanks, Tybo, right? <laughs> Double and if time. you know my daddy, my daddy, my daddy. <laughs> just he, like him. He a dark-skinned version of me. And they used to say, your daddy looked like Billy Blanks in high school. So man. I was Billy Blanken, man, and that was my part. So yeah, I'm works. blessed now to where I don't have to, I don't have to put on the, uh, you know. Hey, nice. You know what we should do? We should get like four or five trainers, <laughs> all the little celebrity trainers running around here, and have a train off. <laughs> yeah. Set, nigga, set you mean, something I mean, up. Oh, man, this is nigga? Rep oh, we rep. gonna set something up. <laughs> yeah, like like we gonna set something train up. off. I like that. Oh, the best trainers in the this is built man it's like designers you know anybody can go on amazon and purchase things from alibaba and just find clothes and, alibaba you know what i'm saying anybody could you know put that on but what are you truly cutting so are you truly understanding what fabrics are and what it is to be a part of this culture Handcraft. are you really training or are you just doing are you a youtube trainer and we know that yeah. we know that from pop warner we know that there's coaches that play the game at a high level and there's other guys that just read the book we they call them textbooks. don't coaches. even know how to put a helmet on 
They'll read the, they'll take the, they'll watch the YouTube video on how to put the helmet oh, on. Oh, no. But did they wear the helmet? He wore the helmet. And we wore one with two straps off. Yeah. Because we was boy boys. Yeah, because we do, it was drip. Talk about it. So, so what's your ceiling though? I feel like you conquered everything, but like, have you reached your ceiling or are you still ascending? Like, we have, we have, I have mentors in this industry. Okay. Shout out to Lim, shout out to GameFit. And I say that because you have to have people in this game that you feel are, ex- are exceptional and doing nice. a great job. And that person right there, man, with his training, with his background, with his facility, that man is doing an amazing job. And if you know about uh, sport development training or that style with this young man, you already know the level that he's on. So for me, I aspire to what I can see. Okay. And, and I can see the things that he's done and, and the ways in which he's moved to be just, it's motivating. And it's, it's just the beginning. And when, when I saw the opportunity to make more than what I did in the park, I did. When I saw the opportunity to make something in the backyard, I tried it and I did. When I saw the growth there, I did. When I saw the chance to move to a facility, I did. When I saw the chance to expand the facility, I did. Now I see the chance to move, we're here. So it's always consistent expansion, but it just comes with knowing that the people that are, also shout out to Abzer, the academy. These guys are extremely talented black men that have been in this industry for a long period of time that have put their work in and have earned their titles and they're elite. And for people like me as a trainer, I've, I've been given the insight to see what that looks like and I'm doing my best to, 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 to get to that level. That's dope. So that's really what it is, man. So, so listen, in closing real quick, just to wrap it up, what's the, what's the future look like for Lion Athletics? It looks like uh, within a few more months, man, you know, we got the rest of this year. Uh, it looks like we're going to be moving. Like we're expanding, you know. For me, man, it's about growth. Uh, we've been your black ass a blessing down. is like a blessing is, Thank is you. something that you got to be challenged with too. Yeah. I got too many people in the gym. Oh, that's good problems to have. So, in the words of Mickey, used to pray for times like this. Right? Yeah, so <laughs> to grind like this. So, so we want to grow to where I've always been in a position where I want to give more than what I'm getting. Yeah. You know, and that's why I cut my cost because I want to give more than what I'm getting. I want my value to be higher than what my request. That's dope as hell. I got one more. Who's your top five trainers? Oh man, top five trainers. And they don't gotta be local, yeah. anybody that you anybody. draw inspiration from. Mm-hmm. Okay, so uh, I am rock solid for sure, which is his brother out of LA. He's incredible. Let's talk about Deck. Deck, he's from the Sacramento yes, area. Mm-hmm. Uh, Deck is a huge inspiration. Lim, uh, Lim is an inspiration as well. Abzer, and it's no particular order. Yep. Mm-hmm. No particular order. And I'm sorry to all the women out there. I was there. about to say, where the women <laughs> at? None? Uh, but uh, there's a, uh, I think it's Coco, Coco Chanel, uh, the young lady at uh, Academy, but also there's another young lady at uh, Reset Fitness in Elk Grove that I trained with at um, self-made training facility and her name invades me. But at the end of the day, there are women trainers that are off the charts. So my top five is- It's a little all well, It's all local. <laughs> then they're all local aside from I Am Rock Solid. Oh, the last one would be, uh, uh, it's, um, damn, 
myself. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> I was waiting It's a Dylan situation. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Because I've been Coach Clip, Coach Clip, no. Coach Clip, Coach Clip. You can't be a Lion Athletics and not be the king of yeah, the jungle. Yeah, you got to get they say you claim your territory by your roar. Hey, so okay, listen, shit. you know, but also too, who does the hunting is not the men but the women. Big mm, facts. So who supports Hello? the pride itself is the women. Can't you do it. You have to have that relationship. Talk your it. shit. But one key thing in nature is this: any one given time at any one moment, that lead male could be challenged. Yeah. And if he doesn't meet his challenge. In the sense of protecting his domain, guess what? The nigga gotta kill himself. He gotta either kill himself or leave the situation. Try to fight somebody else. All his ladies is now this individual's ladies that challenge him. Competition is what it is by nature, and I love it because we bring the best out of each other. It's not because we want to do better than each other. It's because we want to see the best in each other. And what I love about the people that are already doing a great job is you inspire me to do a better job. And that's all I want, is I want to do better than what I'm doing now. So keep doing what you're doing, because I am. All right, and then and that right there, ladies and gentlemen, is curated. Oh, there it is. I was going to I guess it's out. I was going to say, where can we find him at? Oh, but, oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, take the cup back. Uh, That's that. What's that? Whatever's in that bottle is kicking in. What's his name? Basil Hayden. Basil. Basil Hayden. Hayden. That sounds like a shooting guard from Croatia. It's uh. <laughs> boy, got me sipping. www.wearelionathletics.com. <laughs> and okay. I repeat, www.wearelionathletics.com. My Instagram is lionathletics916. Uh, Coach Cliff is my name. My facility is Lion Athletics Private Training Facility. Again. Like Where's, he said in the intro. Where's Go located? get your buns baked and your cake made. Do you hear it's me? It's at 7920 Fruit Ridge Road. Um, and uh, it's local. So all the information Fruit is on Ridge, the website. California. What you're not going to do is, is miss out on the opportunity to get what you need for your results. Of course, you're going to get nutrition assistance. You're going to get access to unlimited classes. And you're going to see me and other coaches. You want to do yoga. You want to do a hip-hop step class. You want to see my crazy ass and hold you accountable. It, you have access to all of that. You want meal plans, you want shot. prep. It's, it, it is what it is, and, and I've been blessed to create that. But at, but at the end of the day, it's about you, knowing that you have to put your best foot forward, that if you've been wanting to be a better version of yourself, it's only 1% each day required, not too much, just 1%. Be 1% better than you were the day before. Man, you know this nigga this trainer dad. and a dad. That mm-hmm. boy got that goddamn finger and going like it, this. That's it, man. And listen, ladies and gentlemen, that's curated vibes. Go ahead, nice, do it. Takes twenty one days, kick a habit. Remember that. There you go. You see the cover. Give me them digits. I'ma call you, baby. Nine one six four one five five one. Oh yeah.